0: Hello to, ugh, hello to all my Australian babysitters. This beautiful Anonymous. Uh, no names. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. One phone call. One hour. No names. And no <laughs> barn.
1: I'd rather go one-on-one.
0: Hi everyone! It's me, Harry Nelson, the new and improved host of Beautiful Anonymous. Happy to be here. Happy for you to be here with me. It's a new show, but it's the same old show you like. It's just with it one, missing one part and adding in another part, and I'm the second part. Welcome to the show. Got a chance to talk to uh, someone today on the phone line that we open every week here on Beautiful Anonymous, and we will, going forward, nothing that won't change. Um, But uh, I talked to a nice woman from Australia. She taught me a lot of things and put up with me when I asked questions about the crocodile hunter and other things uh, and referencing Simpsons episodes that I saw uh, in the past. So without further ado, let's get into the phone call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host.
1: Hello? Hello? Is that Harry?
0: <laughs> yeah, hello, it's me. it's Harry.
1: Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great um, how are how are you what's go what's going on?
1: Uh, well I uh, it's actually just gone seven in the morning here, so I uh, woke up and saw you posting in the Facebook group and I've been supporting your takeover for quietly. Behind the scenes for a
0: while, so that's that's
1: start to see that you're actually doing it.
0: Thank you. I appreciate your support. I'd, for people who uh, are unfamiliar, fortunately, to do some behind the scenes stuff, everything's fine. But uh, Chris is on a bit of a probation, probation here at Earwolf, and uh, I'll be hosting the show Beautiful Anonymous, although we might change the title until further notice. I'm just, I'm really excited <laughs> uh, to be doing this and uh, excited to be talking with you. Uh, how uh, I asked you how you are. And you've responded to that. What else would you like to talk about today?
1: Uh well, um, let's talk about. Maybe you should ask me some questions. Great, there, but, I love it. You See know that. how Chris? You know because you're going to be taken over. Yes. So let's, uh, let's... Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, Chris. We, we I, I, Chris and I are friends. I don't. We don't need to talk about Chris. You know. Uh, uh, we should this is a new era this is something we're moving into a new space I think maybe we. we uh, let me tell you a little bit about me I guess to get started is that, is that, is that good?
1: Yeah that's helpful because then you know maybe I can be uh, Harry's Aussie best friend
0: See this is what I was going to ask I noticed I noticed an accent um, and we'll get into that but first let me tell you about my backstory I'm from Indiana you know the Midwest I'm in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I like uh, television shows and video games. Television shows and video games.
1: Yeah. See, I'm like every single one of my students.
0: See, I'm learning about. I'm learning <laughs> a little bit about you, um, and uh, I'm loving it. I think I'm. I, I'm not going to ask you to for constant validation, but I think I'm doing a great job. Um, so you're.
1: I think you're doing a great
0: job. Thank you so you much. So confident in I that. I feel great about it. Everything's <laughs> good, and I, this is normal and good. So you're from. You don't have to tell me, but can I guess where you're from?
1: You have
0: to go. Are <laughs> sure. uh, you from <laughs> another continent?
1: I am. Yep.
0: That's pretty good. Uh, uh, Australia, uh, and you're a teacher. Yes, I am. Uh, what grade? Uh, sorry. I'm what grade do you teach? Not
1: grade. Not grade. Actually, I oh. teach at, um, at two universities.
0: Wow. What? What? Uh, your yeah. stu- subject of study or teaching? Uh, so
1: my my area is uh, writing and publishing.
0: Cool. Books.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, have you yourself published a book?
1: Oh, I haven't. I'm trying very, very hard,
0: um, I don't but
1: um, as yet unpublished. I did get really, really close last year. I got shortlisted for a prize, um, and uh, yeah, I've I've got a lot of stuff. Um, in the pipeline, but nothing coming yet. So I've got some short stories and things, which is good because I also need validation, especially when you're standing up in front of classes full of college students who also want to be writers. Um, Totally. Yeah, it's very, yeah. So, So I've got some stuff I'm getting there, but, you know, you do have that. I have that constant need for validation in that area too.
0: I think this call is going to be great for us. I think after bo- after this, we're both going to be we're both going to achieve our dreams and really uh, have the confidence going forward that we have always um, known that was deep inside of us.
1: That would be really awesome <laughs> if you could do that.
0: Yeah, no promises, but I, <laughs> I feel I like it's. Do that for you. I think it's going. I think it's going in that direction. Um, so. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, great. So, what are some things? What are some things we can speak about? I guess what's it like to be a. Um, I guess, uh, what's it like to be a person who inspires the youth of America, not of Australia? (laughs) Mm,
1: Yeah, Australia. I think I've had, I've had like three American exchange students in my class before.
0: Do you notice a difference in the way that they, are they like less, less respectful? Uh, Like, for example, I just interrupted you, which is something Americans do sometimes. (laughs)
1: No, they, um, I mean, I don't really notice much of a difference um, at all. I think um, the way our classes run are a little bit differently. You know, most of our students don't come and live on campus. Most people commute. Um, There's, you know, some student accommodation, but it's not run by the university. So it's all it's all a little bit different, um, yeah. So I think that sort of stuff might be different for sure. them. Um, cool. uh, is it? Is do you, do you,
0: are like a, are like a American books and entertainment? Are they? Are, do those like are they so invasive uh, in Australian culture that that's something, or is there like a whole world of um, media that you're focusing on that we might not be studying here in the states?
1: Uh, yeah, they are super like. Um, I, I live, I've lived in the States a couple of times and, um, every time I came over, I realized that I, uh, just switched. I started saying, um, sidewalk instead of footpath and trunk instead of boot and just all those little things. Um, I just did them as soon as I started hearing the accent, I started speaking back that yeah. way. Um, and and it is. It's because we are raised on a steady diet of American culture over here, um, and and I was probably a little bit more obsessed than the average child. I used to have Fourth of July parties and um, oh, really? things like that when I was a kid. But yeah, yeah. But I I do think it's quite it's quite um, look we we probably getting better now um our film and tv industry is getting better but um it's also getting worse in some ways because streaming means that thing or which is really actually it's probably the best part i also love tv and i think that's probably the best part about this streaming thing is that we don't have to wait anymore or find our tv and stuff by other nefarious ways
0: sure yeah, I feel the same way. I'm I like I watch a lot of British television and the used to be like two years later it would maybe show up somewhere, but now it's now it's all over the place and that's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's much better. But we are um we definitely make an effort um to teach Australian literature to students because sure. that's obviously the industry that they'll be going into and it's I mean, it's also really important to me, um, so I'm a, um, First Nations Australian person, so I'm an Aboriginal Australian, so, um, it's also super important, um, that we are not teaching, um, colonial history all the time. Yeah. So
0: yeah uh, We well yeah that's cool that's something that I would like to talk about but first I have a want to jump back to something you said earlier that really fascinated me like when you what's an what's an Australian version of a 4th of July party like is it is it like a really in, inflated uh, like I'm just curious what, what what was that like for you as a child
1: well um, I grew up in um, Tasmania I'm not there now so I'm happy to say that I grew up down in Tasmania which is the little state, the island at the bottom. And um, it was the dead of winter there. Um, Dead of winter there is very, very cold. No snow, but very cold. So 4th of July, dead of winter, cold. So it wasn't really barbecues and potato salad and things like that. Um, But my mum would always make us hot dogs and pizzas and... (laughs) Let me watch whatever movies that we wanted to watch. And sometimes I'd come home from school and she would have stuck up, you know, red, white, and blue streamers and things for me. And I occasionally made my family sing um, the national anthem because that was the <laughs> most person that I
0: was. <laughs> uh, that's very funny. That's very cute, though. Like, <laughs> I love hot dogs, like the idea of eating hot dogs and pizza as, like, oh, we tend to be an american today. And is that was that a, that was just a result of like american culture being like such a uh,
1: yeah, thing. I grew up reading um I was obsessed with the babysitters club and um so I thought that that was what um american life was like <laughs> as a kid. Um so yeah, that that's that's what I used to I used to um Want to do everything. Like I was really confused when I was, uh, I used to read, I obviously I read up because I'm now a writer and really into it. Um, when I was about eight or nine, I was reading them and you know, the girls in the babysitters club. I don't know if you know much about them being a young American male, but the girls were always, um, 13, but they had two girls that were 11 that were allowed to babysit. And I thought that. 11 was going to be the magic age that my mom would let me start my own babysitting business. It didn't ever happen, obviously. And then I thought, okay, maybe it's 13 and it didn't happen at 13 (laughs) either, but that was how, uh, how invested I was in thinking that those books were like real life.
0: I, I, I haven't read those books. I think I saw the movie that was released a long, long time ago, but, um, it was, did you, did they make you actually want to baby like, be a babysitter like i want to take care of children oh yeah
1: well yeah 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 i had little i had little cousins and that was um yeah it was what i wanted to, i i just was like yes um
0: oh sorry you cut kind of out
1: of sight. their age do yeah i did that but i also did things like you would i don't remember if it made it into the movie but there was one of the girls who used to um hide like candy in her bedroom um, because her family wouldn't didn't like her eating it. So I would do things like that. I would hide my lollies in the bedroom. Um, um and you know, I just it- oh, and I would dress up like them every week in um, in Australia every year they have book week at school and the primary school kids will dress up like their favorite book characters and I would always go as a girl from a babysitter's <laughs> cop, which was like just going as a 12 year old
0: girl. <laughs> <laughs> did you, you, you hid your lollies. Uh, was it, did your parents, did your parents not want you to, or were you just like, I'm going to hide these because I think that that's the cool thing to do?
1: I was going to hide them because it was the cool <laughs> thing
0: to do. <laughs> they would give them to you and then you would go hide them in your room. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: that's cool. Uh, yeah, uh, there, there, there was, no,
1: there was no restriction food
0: in my house at all. <laughs> it was, <all. laughs> was self imposed because of it. well, I guess they. Yeah, uh,
1: that's right.
0: Um, yeah, I did the same thing. Now with babysitters' club. I was really into the book Harry the Spy when I was a, when I was a kid. Are you familiar with that? Did they hit That's
1: cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I really wanted yeah. to be like a spy when I was, you know, ten years old. Didn't uh, there? It turns out there wasn't a lot to spy on in suburban Indiana. Um. <laughs> so, you are Australian. We're just going to keep coming back to the basics as I work up the ability to have a conversation with a person. You're an Australian. You're an Australian. You're doing
1: really well. Hey, you're doing great it's too. It's a fun conversation. We're a are good you're time. letting me talk about the babysitter's
0: <laughs> <lover>. <laughs> Uh Yeah, please, please do uh, talk about. Would you, did that lead at all to your? Uh, to your desire to teach like uh, literature and writing and stuff.
1: I mean, it started my. Um, it, didn't, it wasn't really my the first books that I loved, but they were. It, it was just always books and stories that I loved. My my nana used to um, make up stories about me and my dog, and um, she used to rewrite the actual picture books that she was reading to me. Um, so there was um, there was a book, um, it's not a very famous one, and um, it was called Grandmother and then it had a name and the name was actually her name, which I won't say. And um, she would, I actually thought that that book someone had written about us uh, and she would, the little girl in the book had um, like sort of similar hair that i had and so my nan she had no name the little girl in the book and my nan would um say the grandmother and my name and insert my name into the story so i am sometimes really confused about whether that happened in the book or whether that was something <laughs> that he made up and i found the book recently and had a look and i went oh that picnic was in the book <laughs> That wasn't a real thing that
0: happened, <laughs> but it became it sort of became a part of your your internal narrative. You keep know you're like that yeah Your phone keeps cutting out for periods of time. I'm not sure like
1: oh, okay
0: So I, I'm not sure what's causing that. I just want to make you aware of it.
1: I'll try and stand in one place. <laughs>
0: I would never ask you to do that. I just want you to know that how my experience on this side. and if I cut out, feel free to tell me. It's like, I want us okay. to have that kind of relationship right. um, Australia stuff you, okay. know, you know yeah. here's, an Austra- here's the thing Australia. speaking of Australia uh, and I know that I don't want to bring up Chris Gather too awful much but platypuses Talk, <laughs> build platypuses they get a bad rap on the show yeah. I personally think they're cute Chris has a pretty closed mind on the subject any, do you have any uh, anything you'd like to speak on about that
1: I think they're really cute, too. I guess they're a bit scary with the poison in their feet. But, yeah, they're really cute. They're poison really... in their feet? Oh, you don't... Yeah, yeah, they have, like, these poison things in them. Oh, I'm going to get ripped for this. Video. <laughs> but, yeah, they have, like... Um, the the males I think it is have have like spikes and I'm pretty sure they have poison in them. I don't know. Oh Somebody can definitely tell me on the Facebook group that I'm wrong, but they definitely have spikes.
0: Jeez. Well, that I mean, I always thought they were so cute. If I saw one, I would be like, I want to pet this weird-looking creature. Now I know to fear them.
1: Well, the thing is, you don't see them very often. Like, I have seen them in the wild, but you, you really, really don't see them very often. Um, the last place I saw them was actually shortly after Chris had said something about them the last time. And I had a friend from Germany here, and I'd taken her to see some native animals. And I was taking a million photos of them to put in the Facebook group, but I never ended up getting to do that because you couldn't really take very good photos with a phone in this um they have like portals so that you can see them underwater. Um What do you what do you mean? I just could not get a good they have portals? There are yeah, they have you know how if you go into a zoo and you're like snakes and you go into a dark little house and they've got round portal windows or something to see them because they're nocturnal and whatever. Um, Yeah, so in the um, in the platypus house at this um, sort of zoo that I took my friend to, you go inside a dark room and they have um, like little portals so that you can see them underwater so you're under the water
0: and you can
1: see them swimming around and they're really cute they are really cute
0: yeah, they're very cute. They're now in the I'm,
1: water with them, then
0: <laughs> terrified of them. Uh, yeah, they I when you said portals, I thought you meant like in the wild, and I was like, I didn't know what that meant. Maybe it's no, no.
1: just in the zoo, uh, not in the wild. Yeah. No,
0: um, we
1: commercialize our animals, but not to that degree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, Australia, we're like I said, we're going to keep going back to that as the, as our base, that's our base topic, and then we're expanding from there and um, that's the way i host the sure. show i now the host of
1: well as own. long as you don't do the um run through 18 crocodile dundee um quotes then that's all from awesome. i'm happy about the australia thing well now that's i want to talk about dundee crocodile dundee,
0: dundee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well went the first day that i got off the plane in the us and my uh the very first time i came um over there i had a my friend and a group of her friends came over to meet me, and I spent the whole time, like having them go, "That's not a eye. <laughs> this is a knife."
0: <laughs> See, I mean that's a that's a fun thing, but I appreciate that it would probably be annoying if people kept saying that to you unprompted. Um, <laughs> is there like an American equivalent of crocodile Dundee? Like, what's like the movie that you would point to and be like, "Oh, that's like the American stereotype." What were you playing at your Fourth well, of July parties?
1: Oh, I don't. I can't. I don't think there was really because we just had so much. It was probably just what you all had. It was probably you know uh, yeah. So we didn't really have a. That's a big stereotypical American movie. Yeah.
0: I think. I think. Uh, and if and since we're talking Australian stereotypes, I think that uh, you know Steve Irwin really did a good. Good job for uh, American-Australian relations. He seemed, he just seemed like a real sweetheart. The crocodile. Yeah, hunter. I
1: think he was a good guy. I think he was a good guy. Um, he. I was. I was actually living. I was living in um, California when he passed away, and lots of people while I was there would ring me and ask me if I was okay. <laughs> it was really sweet. That is but very sweet. People, I think people thought I re- actually knew him, but. Mm. Um,
0: <laughs> did it affect? Yeah, did yeah, it, do you think pretty. it did affect you in a in a large? Like, did you have any particularly strong feelings for it? Like, was he? I imagine he was a bigger celebrity there, even maybe. Is Steve Irwin a big celebrity in Australia? That's the kind of incisive question asking that you're going to get on this new version of Beautiful Anonymous. You're also going to get some advertisements because that's the way we keep the lights on over here. So please. Listen to these sponsors and buy the things that they offer. Do you like wearing shirts with stuff from podcasts on them? If so, I have the perfect website for you. It's podswag.com. And the best news is, we have tons of beautiful anonymous merchandise. Do you like shirts? Do you like pens? Mugs? Even a signed poster from the previous host or a signed copy of his book, which I haven't read but I heard is pretty good. It's all there on podswag, and it's all waiting for you. So to get all that stuff and more, head to podswag.com/beautiful for the entire beautiful anonymous collection. And you know, wear it, buy it for someone you care about. Thanks so much, sponsors, for all you do and all you make. Now let's get back into the phone call. Like, was he? I imagine he was a bigger celebrity there, even maybe.
1: He's a massive celebrity. He he still is. His whole family's still big here. Yeah. Um, uh, they're all still on billboards and doing things for wildlife. I don't know, my, my feeling my feelings are complicated. I think that they wanted the best for the country and um and for the wildlife. But then of course he's a he's a white fella and sure. some of those things are a bit complex for for me to think about too.
0: Sure.
1: Um, you know, the need the need to have conservation for animals here in Australia, maybe is a complex issue. So yeah, some of those things, but yeah, he, look, I think he was a good guy. He raised money. I think his, I went to his zoos once, like 15 years ago, and I, it felt like most of the money was going back to conservation projects. He certainly fought really hard, um, to keep developers from getting in, in the area around where they had their zoo. They, um, own, Acres and acres of land is to the best of my knowledge. They own a lot of land up there, and um, and they you know have bought that land with the specific intent to keep it as is. So, yeah. you know, obviously, anyone, th- anyone would think that that was a good thing, except for the developers, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: they definitely seem like their hearts are in the right place, uh, as far as that goes. Um, yeah, but you yeah. you touched on it a bit, but um. What like what's it like to be, like an Aboriginal person? Is that is that the correct term, Aboriginal?
1: Yeah, we say um, an Aboriginal person or Aboriginal Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people when you're speaking about um, all First Nations people mm-hmm. in Australia, um, because we're uh, different people, um, and there were hundreds of nations here in Australia, so we're not all from one mob. We say mob. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. There's no way to sugarcoat it. It's a um, terribly racist country in many, many ways. Um, I, I want to also say though that I have um, kind of in, I have immense privilege because I'm a very fair-skinned Aboriginal person, um, and I don't know how your Australian history is. But um, I
0: will, let me say when, now that I don't know. I, I, it is almost none. That's why I wanted to talk about Steve Irwin for so long. That's oh, yeah. I, we've run out yeah. of reference. Well, there's I a Simpsons to... episode where they go to Australia. I know that very well. But please, Oh,
1: yeah, I... <laughs> there's my <laughs> journey in that. Yeah,
0: please, yeah. <laughs> so I, I would love to, I would love to hear all about it.
1: Well, I like, I obviously I can't speak for all First Nations people um, here. So um, I'll do my best from my own experience. So I have I have, I have privilege because my um, my skin is very fair um and it, that that's as a result of um we had a policy here in Australia called the White Australia policy and they uh the colonizers aimed to breed the black out of us um oh they God. said that it would take three generations for that to happen so yeah it, it, so in in many ways i have um an uncomfortable privilege that comes with that but it's really yeah. important um to many to many fair skinned mob um but to all mob uh, that we sort of reclaim that so in in Australia um you, you might meet someone like me who's quite fair skinned who says that they're a black fella or they're a black woman or uh whatnot and and um that is something completely different um to say in the states i i would never i would never come to australia and purport to understand the the struggles of um people in the, in the u.s it's completely different and yeah. the um yeah so so it it's 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 complex in that respect i suppose um but yeah my my um family comes from two different mobs, um, and my great-grandfather, he was um, born on a station and he was moved in the 1920s, I think it was. Um, they, they marched a lot of their men away from their um, home country, and they did that because you know it, it gets a bit scary when the young men start to learn law and come into their um It just gets a bit scary for the white fella when the young uh, young black fellas are coming up that way. So they marched a lot of them and moved them around. So
0: um,
1: he was moved to a different area, which is hundreds and hundreds of kilometres away. And he met my great nana there. And she had also been removed from her family. And they got married um, on the mission there. And... um, when they went off to get married, they were given a thing called an exemption um, where they were exempt from a lot of the uh, the protections, the supposed protections that Aboriginal people had put on them by the government. Um, they were allowed to go and live their lives, but they were told to um, live as though they were white. And so they moved to another small town and they were told to raise their children as though they were white. And if they were questioned on why they had um, darker skin, they were to say that they were um, from Lebanon because it was more acceptable. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So my my, my nana, um, not the one that used to read to me, a different nana, she is in her 80s now and she's not, um, She, I mean, she's mostly fine but she's got those first touches of dementia and so my cousin and I both work in... Um, in the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander space as well, and um, she would say to me, "I don't know what you two are on about. We're not Aboriginal." And I would say, "Well, that's wrong. Now I've got all the paperwork that tells these stories. I'm I'm not just telling the story for telling a story's sake." And she goes, "No, no, we're Lebanese. We're from. We've got Lebanese ancestors. Wow. That's that's why I look like this. That's why your mum looks like this." And yeah, it's um. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, makes me feel really sad. But I, I definitely think it's a sort of story that um, maybe you all don't hear very much yeah. over in the states. Um, yeah. Yeah. I,
0: as, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, well, so. Like as a as a writer and someone who's like producing art as an Aboriginal person, is that something that you, like, how do you how do you think that affects you? How, or how do you try and uh let that work its way into your art i don't know if that was a that question made sense you know what i mean let's go how are you
1: yeah i know i know i know what you mean (laughs) yeah that's exactly that's exactly what i do um with with my writing so that's the space that's very much the space i was um that i work in now with with my writing um and it's it's because um there's a um a writer in the community, a really well established um, Aboriginal writer who I really respect and admire, and she talks about how our words and our stories have power, so unfortunately, because I am part of the stolen generation, um while well, I know who my mobs are and my mobs um, well, my mob has claimed me, they say, yes, you're one of us and that 's really great, um, but it also means that i don 't have a position or standing in my community mm-hmm. um, or i didn 't have a position or standing in my community it 's a bit different now, but um, i didn 't for much of my life, and it means that um, many of the many of those traditions and customs aren 't passed down to me, so i don 't have knowledge um, so but this writer says. Um, that all of our stories have power, whether you um, went through horrible, awful, traumatic things and your family did um, and you still have country or whether you were dispersed and you don't know who your people are. Yeah. Your stories have power. And she talks about how we should use our power to um, maybe reclaim the harmful stories that are told about us, which which are you know, very much along the lines of, um stereotypical caricature type things um and we get to change the narrative by doing that so yeah. yeah i i take that kind of um i take that responsibility really seriously i suppose uh
0: do you feel comfortable like uh, uh, identifying like as an australian like like is that what's the
1: Ugh. it's tough it's really tough um yes and no. Yes and no. Um I'm not very proud of my country at the moment. Um, not I haven't woken up feeling very proud of my country at the moment. I don't know Sorry. if you've heard news coming out of um in Christchurch, which is New Zealand, not my country, but they're our closest relatives. But um mm. yeah, I'm not I'm not very proud of that um and there's some tiny thing well, not tiny, they're massive. If you're Australian, they're massive things coming out. Um, about that, but I am i don't want to give those people their time. Um, so in that respect, you know, I'm not very proud of it, but um, I I think that things can be better. I have a lot of hope for it. So I still kind of say so-called Australia to many people, yeah. but to to all in the States, I would say I'm Australian. It's just easier. Sure. Um, I can... Have that conversation about like where I actually come from with some people, but for, for most people, I if I come to the US, I just drop in as a white Australian. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that creates its own complications as well. But yeah, it's not my space to claim when I'm travelling. In that respect, I will talk about my experiences. But um, yeah, I definitely am not doing. I do a uh, a um, I spoke to some students this week and um, kept, I, I like to make them uncomfortable with those notions of what black and white is in Australia. Yeah. And so I kept saying, I was here, white fella, I'm a black fella, kept saying things to, because to, that discomfort um, kind of breeds interest, I suppose. Yeah. And, and I, get a, I get a lot of students then wanting to talk to me about some of those preconceived notions, so I do I do that a lot um, now. But I would certainly not, if I was coming to say teach in the US, be Sorry. standing up doing things like that. Um, there, I would I would speak to my experience and I would explain. But um, yeah, it's not not the sort of space I would claim there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. See, look, you got deep and heavy and got the big uh, story out of
0: me. Yeah. You did really well. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, it helps to, like, you're really, like, the way you, sp- you speak really eloquently about this sort of stuff, which is something I admire because I feel like if I, some- even something that's important to me or something that I uh, care a lot about, I often have a hard time expressing it, I find. And I, so I, I really admire the way that you're able to speak of that. You, but you mentioned something. You mentioned a term. The stolen, the stolen generation, and part of my ignorance. But can you oh, speak about you that a little more? A bit. Oh, sorry. Uh, you mentioned a phrase called the the stolen generation. You, you said you said that earlier. Can you expand on that a bit? And talk just. I mean, I, I yeah, it, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, they um. I, I'll, look, I'll I'll do my best, and, and yeah, I I guess course. that um that there'll be conversation around that um after after this comes out, but we um, yeah, the the white settlers um removed um mostly children, I think, but they removed people from their home um under this um protection act um they said it was for their own protection, but it was so that they could take land and um farm in different ways to the way that um ancestors were farming and running their communities and um running their um their day-to-day life, So they started moving people away and splitting families up. Um, uh, it, there was a lot of, um, we're going to teach the savages to be Christians, good Christians. Um, so they had missions. So um, lots of them were run by churches. Um, Some missionaries come out and get their noses stuck into the, the savages. And, uh, they wanted to educate us and teach us language because um, apparently we didn't have language, which we did. And unfortunately, many languages are, are lost, but there's a real movement here. Actually, um, 2019 is the year of Indigenous languages, and there's a lot of... Um, reclamation going on. There are many, many um, mobs and states in Australia doing their best to um, put together the language again and there are many people in communities that um, still have language and speak it and um, so they're doing things like uh, writing picture books for children so that they grow up being able to speak their their language. Um, but yeah, they, they split split families up um men were sent mostly to work as labourers, women were sent to work as domestic um servants and um yeah, so they were ba- they basically became slaves to the white oh, settlers yes. as they came over. Um, so the kids were in the in the mission and the, the adults were out um working and, and being treated poorly in all the ways that um I'm I'm sure you understand um all the things that can happen with people when they're they're put into servitude, into into rich white families. So, yeah, there's a lot of really um, traumatic history.
0: I'm curious how, how, like, I I feel like growing up uh, in school and stuff, We, the teachers, and they, they kind of yada yada over like the more negative parts of American history. Like, is is this something that's becoming Mm -hmm. like? Do they teach? Do they teach this in school? Like, coming up as a Australian youth, like, do Uh, kids like? They
1: didn't when I was in school at all. Um, We dressed up like convicts, and we were taught all about how horrible it was for um, people. In England to be rounded up and sent out here on boats, and I could tell you intimately about the boat journeys made by specific people, yeah. and um, and and I yeah, look, I was always really interested in that because at the same time as um I identify as First Nations person um, obviously I have um family that came out that way as well on the other side of the family. So um, I was really into that as a kid because, you know, they told us that we all had descendants from there. And, uh, and I thought that was really interesting, but it was hard. Um, I remember um, being in like grade one or two and I just have this memory, which keeps coming back to me now. And I think it's because I'm working so much in the in this space um, um, of Indigenous knowledges um, is that I? the teacher was trying to ask us where we came from. And like I already told you, I grew up in Tasmania, which is a little island separate to the rest of Australia. Um, and I kept trying to tell the teacher that I was from Australia and she was like, yes, Tasmania is Australia as well. We're just a state. And she kept trying to explain to me that. But I was trying to tell her that um, I was first. <laughs> that was what I was trying to explain to her. and And I didn't have the... Words to tell her that I knew. I
0: knew that was. Sorry, you cut out there again.
1: I don't think we were taught it in school.
0: So Sorry. Um, Sorry. we
1: were separated. We were separated out sometimes.
0: You cut well, out.
1: Did I drop out while yeah, I was
0: you, no, yeah, talking you, about that? <laughs> yeah, you cut out during the, like just the last like thirty seconds or so of it.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So we we. Um, we weren't taught it at all in school. Yeah. Um but yeah, we were separated out. Um, so I I can't speak for my sister, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think when I first started high school I was um having trouble with math and um I got a tutor and I went to a tutor tutoring group that was for the Aboriginal kids at the school, and um, there was some. This was in the this was in the early nineties, mid nineties, um, and they were set, There was some talk about how um, Aboriginal kids were coming to school not having breakfast, so they started a club for us to have breakfast in the morning in the home ec classrooms, which was great. But I would be having second breakfast because I did get breakfast home. <laughs> um and And I got to go on camp with other Aboriginal kids from other schools, but that that was kind of it like that was where we they they kind of expected in school that our knowledge about our history would come from our people, which you yeah. know continues to perpetuate that system i i I know that there are moves to change it now, but there are I, i'm i'm really not sure i've um got someone in my family who is I've got a few teachers in my family, um, and and someone else is about to become a teacher, and um, I know that he's got to write some assignments on teaching Indigenous knowledges, and is going to come to me and have me check it over for him. But um, yeah, I don't know how how much that's actually happening in the classroom. Yeah. but yeah, those those things are kind of glazed over. They were at least in my day, which makes
0: me feel really old, but, you know. Uh, So you're from, you grew up in Tasmania. Yes. I bet the Tasmanian devil must really piss you off. (laughs) Uh, Not really. I think it's pretty accurate. Accurate how? Well, that's a, it's a real animal.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they're real animals. And they spin, they spin around and eat.
0: Any stuff?
1: <laughs> well, look, they're tiny and cute. They look tiny and cute, but if you get them on your farm, you will have no sheep left. They are <laughs> vicious. They have they have some, like, uh, I don't know, they're, they're really, really vicious. They're cute and tiny and endangered, and we need to keep them, but they're also um, carnivores. They are...
0: I'm noticing a path, so trend yeah. of Australian <laughs> animals looking the cute, animals that but having cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having secret <laughs> deadly uh, attributes. Uh, do you like just run into every once in a while? Be like, oh look, it's a Tasmanian devil. Let's move our sheep. Let's take a break there before we hear the answer to this Tasmanian devil-related question. To hear from our sponsors. Now is the perfect time to jump into one of Earwolf's best shows. It's Fake the Nation, the political roundtable comedy show hosted by Nagin Farsad, which features fast-paced, funny, and smart political discussion about the week's news. If you don't listen to the show, you're messing up, dude. It's great. Nagin Farsad is funny and smart. I would never take over her show because she's too good at it. So please, do me a personal favor, and download, Fake the Nation. I believe that the that the uh. I believe that the former host of this very podcast will be on later this month. So keep an ear out, add it to your podcast list, and make it number one. That's Fake the Nation here on Earwolf. I think add it to your podcast list and make it number one is a great tagline. <laughs> Thank you, sponsors. Now let's finish off this phone call. Do you, like, just run into it every once in a while and be like, oh, look, it's a Tasmanian devil. Let's move our sheep.
1: Um, oh, no. Well, uh, definitely, definitely not. I I, I do remember we, we did have a farm when I was a kid, and I do remember them getting into goats once, but that's... Um, mm-hmm like a really vague memory but um no and I don't I don't I live on the mainland now so I don't definitely don't run into any Tasmanian animals up here we run into possums a lot which are not funnily enough they're the exact opposite of a um cute animal that will attack you they're not like your opossum's they're actually very cute possums here. They're annoying and they're noisy and they make messes and they get into your gardens, but they're very cute. They're They'd, not like, yeah. I, don't, I know, I saw a possum in the U.S. and I wanted to run and <laughs> away screaming, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they're terrifying. When I was a kid, uh, there was a, my grandfather caught one in our backyard because it like had broken its jaw or something. And so he like put it in a little cage so that it would be okay, I guess. And it was, I didn't know what, I was a little boy. I didn't know what one was. And it just, it was like, why are you keeping a monster in our backyard? Uh, it's its terrifying.
1: Yeah. Well, ours are not like that. You wouldn't run away screaming if you saw them in the street. And um, the the most I ever get is that my dog runs outside and barks at them when they're in the backyard. garden.
0: That's about it. What uh, what are some other uh, uh, terrifying Australian animals that we should preserve? I, I like I you know, kangaroos recently people are starting to talk about the fact that a kangaroo can will really fuck you up. Sorry Paula, Paula's my mother's name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you say? Who do you say sorry to? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, my mother Paula. Um she's a lovely woman.
1: Okay. All right. Right. She cusses, though, that too, so really... Sorry, yeah. Paula.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, gonna be, we're taking down all the Sorry Sally shirts on Podswag. By the time this episode goes up, it should be all Harry Nelson-themed merchandise.
1: <laughs> awesome. Great. Uh, yeah, um, they are... They can be really scary, but where my parents live now, um, they live uh, about five hours away from me now, and they have acreage and we get up in the morning and have coffee and sit on their back deck and watch the kangaroos. It's really cool. cool. Um, it's, you know, the most, the most Australian thing ever. <laughs> yeah. um, most, most, most of the time, uh, I would get, I would speak to someone from the U S and go, no, they don't like hop down the street. I don't see them. I live in a suburb that's probably very similar to a suburb that you grew up in or that you live in. If you live in it, in the sticks um, and no we don't see kangaroos all the time and then I go oh but I could take you up to see my mum and dad and then you really would see the kangaroos in <laughs> their backyard uh, and they go all oh, right so they do run around like that <laughs> um, but they're not they're they're not the big ones that will um, like really, really have a go at you yeah and at- I, but you have I have sat there watching them fight each other um which is intense but um yeah no they'd run away if you went down near them
0: Whoa. what uh, describe please describe a kangaroo fight to me uh, and i know and i'm sorry that i'm talking to an australian person and saying please describe a kangaroo fight to me but you can't i got to know uh, i got to hear a little
1: You've also got to play to your listening audience so that, you know, it's not the only takeover that you get. Um, They do jump up and fight with their feet. So their little um, paws up the top, uh, um, I don't think they do much but put the food in their mouth, I think. I don't know. Someone who knows more about animals can maybe come in, but they definitely jump up and, like, attack each other with their feet. So they jump up and... (laughs) Mash each other with their feet and, and tails as well. They stand up on their tails. Oh, what? Like those things are strong. Yeah, yeah. They stand back up on their tails and they use those to get the leverage.
0: Yeah, I would not expect. You, I would. Expect- you probably
1: should. You should probably YouTube um, kangaroo fights. Do that. Soon as
0: I get out of this call. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wow. So can- we kangaroos. We've talked. Okay. So we've gone over Paul Hogan. The Crocodile Hunter, Kangaroos, Tasmanian Devils. We can go into yep. koalas and wallabies if you want, or we can use the remaining 13 minutes to talk about something else. How are you
1: feeling? <laughs> well, well, wallabies don't have... I, there's not much to say about wallabies. They're really like miniature kangaroos. They're really, really cute. And my pop... um, And by pop, I mean grandfather, not my dad, because okay. you... People, yeah, pop, pop is a right?
0: yeah. Um, people say dad. pop
1: for dad, and I, and I noticed you say um, yeah, but,
0: you said nana. Is that right? You said, you was yeah. to your nana, and I I grew up calling my grandmother yeah. my nana. Isn't that?
1: Isn't that oh, interesting? Do you? <laughs> Yeah, it is interesting. It's it's funny because um oh, well, uh, both of my grandmothers, one is no longer with us, and one is, and they both of them were in there. I think one was in her late 40s and one
0: was in her early. 40s. Oh, sorry, you cut out again. You still. You, and then Nanny. You cut out again. Enough. You cut out again. I'm so sorry. Oh,
1: no. Oh, no. When I when you cut um, out, do I cut yeah. out?
0: Maybe we're both cutting out at the same time. I guess that's kind of another you cut way. cut out
1: after that, so I hear you say you cut out and that cuts out of <laughs>
0: International phone calls, you know, still don't work that out all the King yeah. class. Calls. Anyway, no, sorry.
1: No, they haven't. Um, yeah. So my my grandmothers both wanted to be called nan or nanny or nana because they were. They said they were too young to be grandma <laughs> or granny or anything like that. And my mum, my mum is a grandmother now, and she said the same thing. So I think it's quite funny, um, but. Yeah, so my pop, who is my grandfather, yes. he still lives in Tasmania and he fights a nightly battle with the wallabies that come into his garden and eat his
0: flowers. Battle? So
1: with the wallabies. A battle with the wallabies. They come into his garden and they eat his beautiful flowers. He's a really proud gardener and... Uh, the wallabies come in and also they poo in his yard and he, well, if you ever stay with him, and get up in the morning and he goes, oh, the ruddy wallabies have been pooping in my gut. <laughs> and it's very funny. It's
0: that very funny. Is great. Um, just so yeah. Your, your pop fights, wallabies, sometimes kangaroos box men. Yeah. That's a thing that happens, right?
1: <laughs> oh, I, I think that's a
0: <laughs> probably probably from the from, the from a bygone are. era. I don't think they'd yeah. Yeah. Might yeah. not be a thing as much anymore if the Irwins have anything to say about it. Yeah. Uh, um all right. Animals. you uh, animals. What's your favorite animal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's something Chris often asks on the podcast.
1: (laughs) But you know what? You know what? So here here is maybe your deciding factor (laughs) with the Facebook group Uh where do you come down on the dog thing?
0: Oh, God. I'm, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I have to say that I have very similar feelings to Chris about dogs.
1: Oh, no. I know. Harry, no.
0: (laughs) I know. know. You it's I just got a cat. I just got a little kitten. She's the cutest thing in the uh-huh. world, uh, and I love cats. And it's not like I dislike dogs, but I've just never ha- I've never had a dog. I've, there's never been a dog in my life that has meant as much to me as people often express that theirs do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I guess I can understand that, but my dogs looking at me at the moment. Oh like, my
0: god, With dogs uh, are great. Could
1: you get uh, off, Could you get off the phone and give me my breakfast, please, person? Oh, he's just sighed and looked away.
0: You're allowed. To, you're allowed to do that. I. You're allowed to go and feature your, your dog. i I'm, I like dogs. Dogs are good. Tell Facebook, cut out, Jared, cut out the part where I said I don't like dogs
1: oh right and yeah. i do i yeah, like I, I like them they're good stuff bleep it
0: yeah, bleep, bleep. yeah it'll just, just be like a <laughs> 45 second long bleep uh that'll cover the, my stammering about how much i how i feel about dogs which i think they're I mean, fine I, they're good i
1: i can I'm, i can understand it but like my it it's just me and it's just it's just me i've just bought a house so i live in a nice house but I say that I bought the house for my dog and it's just me and him and you know I guess when it's nobody else that kind of I don't know I mean I know people big families have that special connection with their dog or whatnot Mm -hmm. but he's a he's a rescuer and he's like
0: yeah yeah, I I'd feel the I same way about I feel like I just don't get. <laughs> well, my my I mean, I my little cat, uh she's the cutest thing in the world and I she's a, I got her from the ASPCA. Uh and it's it's a, like yeah. the bonding was so immediate and I imagine that I it would be a similar. It's just like we you know, it's us, we're hanging out, we got each other and it's a, it's a really yeah. nice feeling. So I yeah. it, it wouldn't be good. It could be Yeah, you know, yeah. And you know, people people like things and that's beautiful. Um, so, what are your top five opinions on why I'm better at hosting the show than Chris?
1: Oh, goodness. You've put me on the spot,
0: oh, you? I would think that I, they'd look, be obvious I, by I this think, point. We're, uh, we've got eight minutes left. Oh, look,
1: look, I think nailing it's, it, um or- this yeah, you're, you're totally nailing it. You Thanks gently so moved the conversation away from me, not really knowing what to talk about. You got the big issues out. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: That's too. We didn't really
1: more. do too much
0: small talk at the start. I guess we sure. did a little. We did a little. It was mostly I knew about who me. You were.
1: I didn't say. Did I say? Hey, is this Harry?
0: I think you did. <laughs> that was cool. Oh,
1: God, damn it! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, wanted to like go hello and start talking. It was always it was always my plan. It was always my plan. Yeah. I'm so disappointed
0: with myself. I mean it's hard. You never it's the specific <laughs> phone connection. But I mean it must be nice to not have to be here about New Jersey or like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or like any of the other <laughs> Chris Gethard things.
1: Well, we, we have some hobbies in common that for sure, you and I. I. i I mean, I've been to New Jersey. Ugh,
0: I've been to I'm sorry. Lots of parts. No, I'm just kidding. It's but nice
1: there. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to some nice parts of New Jersey and some not so nice parts. Yeah. I lived in New York for a while. Most of my friends commuted in from New Jersey. <laughs> I got told that I should never just say Jersey and I did oh. and I've got the yeah. Yeah, but we're that, we're with but we're not talking about that. No, we're right? talking
0: about with um, anything we should be talking about Indiana, which is where I'm from. Uh here are some places <laughs> that are in Indiana. I've Bloomington. I've been, Lebanon. You know
1: what? You, well, Crawfordsville. Can tell, you can tell me what are good things because I have really shamefully only stuck to eastern and western states yeah. and I need to rectify that. So Please, please tell uh, me some things I could do. I
0: mean, <laughs> if you were going to the area, Indiana wouldn't be the first state I'd recommend you go to. Uh, <laughs> it's a lovely place with with a lot of lovely people. Uh, Bloomington, if you're ever in Indiana, check out Bloomington. It's it's a great place. Great comedy club out there. Beautiful scenery. Um, but comedy isn't what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about my interests, like uh, the game. That I've been playing uh, recently uh, uh, called uh, Mario Odyssey on Nintendo Switch. I think video right. games. I think video games are more expensive out there, right? Isn't that a thing? Don't you have like harsher restrictions I, on video games?
1: I, I think so. I think that's a thing. But <laughs> I, so I don't play video games. I have a an like first generation Wii still, nice. but I. Uh, the reason I don't play video games is not because I'm like snarling disdainfully at you and saying, no, no, I spend more time with books. It's because (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've got a fairly addictive personality and I just do not have time to sit and play video games in the way that I would probably play them. Should I get interested in them? So I, I always, yeah, have trouble with that. But my students have to write a review this first assignment that's about to come up, and uh, I always get video game reviews that make me go, hmm, maybe I should get that console and play that game, and then think, no, I have to finish grading these papers. So, yeah. you know, it never
0: happens. Uh, well, mm. If you ever get a chance you know, to play a video, if you need some tips, please feel free, I'll, I'll recommend some uh, some good games. Okay. we got four minutes left. Uh, what are I don't have uh, unlike the previous host of this podcast, I don't have any books. What are some uh tips to get a uh, book published? Let's say I wanted to make a book oh, you have an- about about oh, about yeah. about winning and why that's good, about how about why sometimes succeeding in life is actually the thing to aim for. What uh, <laughs> what uh, what, what uh, what, how can oh, I get hey, that done? You know, I don't you know, but I've on my speed dial.
1: Oh, sad. But I think you've got a great choice to do an audio book. That's oh, a plus. Thank you so much.
0: So I just gotta I just <laughs> gotta find something to read, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just gotta find something to read. But you know you don't necessarily have to read your own book, so it's true. you may not have to write one. That's true. Yeah. You, just you saved me just a
0: huge step. How
1: audible. Hey, someone's told me I make really good reader.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I'd love to i I'd yeah. love to be the reader for your eventual audiobook maybe that's how we'll
1: that would be awesome all right that's awesome yes yes that would be really cool that's what we'll
0: do just it write... would be
1: funny because you know because <laughs> <laughs> it would be it's probably fairly, <laughs> fairly
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: would you try and do the accent or not <laughs>
0: uh i don't know do you think that it would be good for me to try to do no, the accent
1: no, oh, I don't know how confident do you feel because you know it's <laughs> I, a tough one.
0: You know, I'll I'll give it. You know, I, I as the as the new host of Beautiful Anonymous, I need to be able to do this sort of thing. I have actually a pretty okay. good accent. Let me give it to you. Just tell me what you'd like me to say, and I'll say it in the accent. Oh,
1: maybe you should say one of those cliche ones.
0: Oh, like uh...
1: do the Simpsons one? Do the knifey spoonie?
0: Oh oh, I've seen you played Knifey Spoonie before. Is that good? <laughs> How was That's that?
1: I really thought too bad. <laughs> See? If you were aiming for the Simpsons version of the Australian
0: accent. I mean, all, I, all, I, all my impressions just come back to Chimney Sweep, no matter what I'm trying to do. It all just, just sounds like... <laughs> yeah, governor. Yeah, hey, hey governor. Put another yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of Australian uh, stereotype yeah. lines, but I won't say them because I, I now after this call I feel like I have a, a more robust understanding of of the uh, of the place of the continent.
1: Yes, yes, we'll try and tell you that our animals will not kill you, but they probably will. You know, you touched on all the cute fairy ones, but there's snakes and spiders. The spiders. Uh, are the I, things that people Yeah, watch, this, I've seen there. some of the
0: spiders, and frankly, I'm not. I'm not a fan of, of the stuff yeah. you got going on there, spider wise yeah. We've got a we've got a little more yeah, than a minute yeah. left. Uh, thank you for okay. talking to me. <laughs>
1: That's all right. No, that, this is really fun. And I think it's um, high time you took over, Harry. Thank I think you. it's
0: high time. It's a bold new direction to to put me <laughs> me on the front of this very large podcast, but It's what the the Earwolf people have decided. They have not seen that it has happened yet, but once they do, I'm sure they'll be very into the idea. And my coup will be successful. I've been silently
1: hoping for it since I've seen this war begin, Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad to have been the person that got to speak to you. Thank you. And um, if Chris is listening, I do still
0: really like you. <laughs> I don't appreciate that, but uh, it's nice enough to say. I know he oh. used that kind of thing in this time, in this dark time in his life when he's been removed yeah, from his in show. It, in
1: this dark time in his life, just something nice about yeah. him. He's he, not
0: allowed on the premises, but he's still allowed to download the podcast yeah. like anyone else. Or yeah. subscribe to Stitcher yeah, Premium. Yeah, he Cameron can
1: download
0: if the if podcast. He, if he so chooses. Oh, but, yes. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we're running. we're almost out of time. Thanks again. Uh, For all your support. Thank you. uh, Throughout this coup, and thanks for calling. I really, honestly, I I really did uh, enjoy speaking with you today. And uh, thanks for, thanks, thanks. Thank you.
1: Thank you. It was (laughs) super fun. See ya. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much, caller, for taking the time to speak with me and for not hanging up when you found out we weren't going to be speaking with Chris. Um, I, had a, I had a good time hosting the show today and I will have a good time hosting the show going forward and I hope that you have a good time listening. Uh, there's some people to think, you know, thanks to Jared O'Connell in the booth. Uh, I was in the booth once, I know what it's like, but now I'm on the other side and I have to say, it's better. Thanks to Justin Linville, who is my new assistant. Thanks to Shellcheck doing the music. Uh, HarryNelson.com. Find out, I don't have any upcoming tour dates as I mentioned, but uh, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, an Apple podcast or Stitcher. I guess also just write me and tell me what a good job I did and how much you don't miss Chris Gathered. And I'll speak with you next week on Beautiful Anonymous. Also, HarryNelson.com is not my website. <laughs> Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, maybe my most difficult conversation yet. Hello. Hi, Harry. It's Colin from Airwolf. Oh, yeah. you hi, Colin. You're not really supposed to say your name or anything, but I'm okay. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I was I was surprised to get through on the on the show phone number. Usually that that's pretty busy, but I guess since since people think you're the host now, no one's really calling.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty slow around here.
2: Listen, um, uh, good job. Good job on the show last week.
0: Thank
2: you. I think you really gave it a really good shot.
0: Um, I don't like the tents here. It
2: seems like like we've had quite a lot of pushback from listeners. People seem kind of upset not having Chris on the show. Kind of angry at you. Oh, really? Like I say, well done. Good try. But I think we're going to have to bring Chris
0: back. Fine. Thanks for, thanks for saying good try, at least. That the part was nice.
2: Yeah, okay. So so we'll get Chris back in next week.
0: Okay. I'm not allowed to hang up. All right then. But you can. Oh, okay.
2: Well, I mean, I don't want to hang out. That seems rude. So I guess I'm just going to get on with some work. Okay, sounds good. Good talking to you.
0: That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.